I saw Penelope's blossom. <laughs> nice. Nice. We're going to get along fine. Natalie Bolt plays Penelope Blossom on Riverdale, as seen on Netflix. She's crazy, she's energetic, and we get along great, and this conversation goes all over the place. We start off talking about her uh, newfound local hobbies, which include burlesque and lady wrestling, which she discovered through Daily Hive, back when it was Van City Buzz. And then we talk about vaginas and the afterlife and techniques on getting happy, and perhaps how they're all interrelated. We delve into her creative career as a director and how she crafted the persona of Penelope and also the importance of making your own work as a creative professional. This is Chaotic Creative with Natalie Bolt. All right, okay, so we already started talking about your vagina, so where do we go from there? Oh, I don't know, maybe up, maybe down. Oh, are we still talking about your vagina? Always. But let's talk about how I met you. I met you at the UBCP Actor Awards. Yes. And I saw you and I was like, I think that's Natalie Bolt. And then, and this is another first thing. I love whispering into the, the microphone because you can hear it and it's like got that delicious like quality. But anyways. Yeah, so three, uh, theatrical. Yes. And I and I saw you and I was like, Natalie. And, and then like, you. Whoever. But you, <laughs> you, turned, you turned to me and you didn't like, that's sometimes when people are like, uh, hi Zane. And I've learned to always be like, Actually, Meryl Streep taught me this. She's always like, nice to Did see you. Did you just totally you. name drop? I know. Did you hear that? That was, that was, that was the sound of a name dropping. <laughs> but she does that. She's always like, nice to see you. She's never nice to meet you. Oh, you didn't learn it from her personally? No, well, no, well she did it to me. Oh, so A couple okay, of times. Then. And she was always, and I called her nice on that. And she's like, that's you. why I always do that. She's always like, nice to see you. But now oh, to I, see you because but, then you, you may have or may. Right. Yeah. Except now when somebody says nice to see you, I'm like, you don't know who the fuck I am, do you? But you just turned and you just openly had the conversation. You didn't do the nice to see you. You didn't do the, <laughs> I don't know you. For, like, I think I for think a second. My, you were like, like, my, my, my moment, which you can totally name drop like whenever, <laughs> is just to go, hi. That's what you did. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, have I met her? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hang on, she seems way more excited to see me than I am. And you totally Yeah, yeah no, look, I can see fun when it approaches. And you had a couple of drinks. I had no. A of, yeah, you did. Okay. You were, you were socially lubricated and you were being very nice. And you told me uh, how you actually know what Van City Buzz was. Yeah. And I was shocked. Are you and like taking like, out your Yeah, they're like piercing my head oh, from these headphones. Oh, I thought you were like, you Practically know, going like, into my gonna, jugular. Cut a bitch and people take off their rings. Start spraying blood all over your studio in a moment. Mm. Anyway, where were we? Uh, you were telling me, um, 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 you were talking about when we met. Oh, Van City, Bur- Van Van City, City Buzz. Buzz. Yeah. yeah, when I arrived in, in Vancouver, um, uh, my husband was on War of the Planet of the Apes. That's how our New Zealand world crashed into the Canadian world because of VFX. And so um, I was one of those people wandering the streets with a small child going, what do you do? What do you do? Um, as you do, and and someone said, well, one of my Kiwi friends said, Van City Buzz, it's just got all the details, you don't need anything else, just go Van City. And I went, okay, and that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, and and it did. It had all the details. And then tell me about (laughs) some of the crazy things that I would not have expected, because obviously the people who uh, know you here in North America probably if they don't go back into your IMDb and like look at your resume and be like, oh, I actually know her from that and that and that. Yeah. They'd be like, they know you as Penelope Blossom yeah. from the show Riverdale. Yeah. Uh, saying terrible things to my daughter. Saying terrible things to your daughter, but also very reserved and proper. Yes. So when you told me about the things that you hang out and do, I was like, girl, what? 
please tell us yeah. about those things that you've like, oh, this is the underground scene that I've indulged in. Well, the first thing that I did was go to a burlesque show um, because the one Kiwi connection that I had here who also liked to dance said, look, go to a burlesque show at Biltmore and then afterwards there's going to be like a DJ thing and we can dance. And I've always been into just undergroundy stuff. And so um, off we went and it was a brilliant show with like all the kind of humor that I've sort of sort of lacks in the burlesque scene in uh new zealand and wait so the burlesque scene in new zealand is not funny no it's like serious which is what's the point right yeah that's just just working too hard oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) just just stripping come on people yeah it's a stripping in like a caterpillar outfit doesn't make it funny (laughs) <laughs> some freaking yeah. stripping yeah I mean the Are they one at Biltmore get... she was dressed up as a chicken and she had exploding balloons with feathers coming out it was awesome yeah well, and she be... winked and did the whole like yeah. thing are they allowed <laughs> to get completely naked in New Zealand um, I'm sure you no know, in fact New Zealand no. has yes I mean no yes that's a real South African thing <laughs> um, when you say no you mean yes <sighs> that's why there's so much crime um but yeah, yes, yes. In New Zealand, you can totally get naked, and in fact, I think prostitution is either decriminalized or legal. Yeah, it's we're quite progressive there. Oh. But that's uh, quite a different thing to burlesque. Yeah. And the reason I got into burlesque in New Zealand was because I did Vajazzle. I made the movie Vajazzle, which was my response to being a, a very frustrated, responsible parent and going like, "Okay, let's do something else." Um, and then an offshoot of that was my web series, uh, well, co-created with my husband and a lovely bunch of people called Dropped Pie, which is which takes the same two characters, one who runs a um, titty bar, or um, what is it? It's called uh, La Folle du Plume, which means the madness of feathers. And uh, her nemesis, who runs a uh, cafe, which has a hit um, culinary delight called drop pie which is pie that's been dropped on the floor and because of it's it's a spoof just by the way in case that hasn't been obvious um, uh, <laughs> again I'm just thinking about the pie because I mean, isn't that another euphemism for vagina I feel like there's a theme yeah, in your look, work I right? mean you know they're Fair. everywhere vaginas everywhere <laughs> Anyway, so we we auditioned a lot of burlesque people for the burlesque oh, okay. side. Of- I was like, where did this go? Okay, yes, 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 yes. And that's how I got into burlesque. If you are interested, Dropped Pie is on YouTube. Yes, it is. Yes, so we're going to put a link to uh, Vajazzle, a link to Drop Pie. But live performances, Would you have you done burlesque? Um, I haven't. I wish I would. I mean, I come from a dancing background. Yes. I have, haven't had time, nor have I got into the wrestling that we were speaking oh, about. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going to get there right yeah. now. So that's the first thing. We're going to get you into burlesque. But another <laughs> thing we talked about was wrestling. And we literally said that we're going to go and do a video shoot of getting you into wrestling. We did, didn't we? Yes. I thought that might have just been like a hallucination the next day. And I was like, hang on. Who was I spe- Did I say that? Oh, no. Oh, really? Must and then you're like, oh, no. He did email me. an alcoholic beer I was drinking that night. No, 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 no. It was very uh, fortified truth juice. And <laughs> we talked about <laughs> wrestling. So I think we're actually going to do a series. And we talked that. We actually, yeah. you agreed to this. that you Hey, were- I've dressed up in like a leather dress with a whip. I'm down with the wrestling. And a burlesque thing. I think, like I said, yeah. we're going to have to do like mm-hmm. Natalie Bolt, Underground, uh, Daily Hive Reporter, and we go and take you, you to you all the places. You and me both, though, right? Oh, I'll do it. I'll, mm-hmm. For sure. I will join you in the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, Vancouver Edition, and burlesque dancing. Favorite show ever. Tell me about your connection to wrestling and 
Where, because I look at your Instagram, we can go back there and we can see your ringside. Were you wrestling in those shots or were you just there being I was just trying to get into the ring and, and people were like, you. no, you, well, no, dangerous? wait. What? Train? <laughs> we what don't would... know you. Oh, you're Penelope Blossom. Oh, all right. You can come closer. Oh. <laughs> that was, I think, around about the time that um, Jesus was, no, the devil was attacking Jesus by uh, hitting him on the head with a baguette because they were breaking bread together, you see. Where was um, this happening? This was at Wise Hall, East Van. Glam Slam is the our Vancouver version of Glow. Glam Slam. Glam Slam. Ladies Love. only. Glam Slam. You just keep going back to it, don't you? <laughs> I think it's you. I, it's more than me. I'm vagina obsessed. That's what, yeah. the, that's what the podcast is called You're now. not alone. <laughs> Andrew is a big wrestling fan. Too. I was going to say, he's a big vagina fan, too. Yeah. He's both. Well, they go hand in hand. <laughs> Andrew is smiling very happily. You can, like, project. Tell us, how do you well, feel about wrestling? My arm wrestling. Oh, oh, you are a wrestler. I, I used to, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, like, real wrestling? Yeah. Like, well, entertainment. Entertainment wrestling. I like the inter- That's the thing, though, you see. If you, how I got so inspired with the whole wrestling thing was you watch the show glow but then you watch the documentary glow yeah. which was a real thing and people hurt themselves because they get you know you get so wrapped up in the moment of being awesome and just yeah a character and so yeah stuff does go down what would your character be have you named your character yet Ooh, that is a good question lightning bolt Stop it. No, you like that. As they say in New Zealand. Go on. Stop it. Yeah, I mean, Lightning Bolt is an awesome wrestling name. (laughs) I don't know if one could really ever top Dwight Privilege from Shaughnessy. Dwight Privilege? (laughs) Deserted (laughs) actually somebody? That was the last show. (laughs) And he he strutted. He minced about in his tight-fitting suit and abused um, trailer park people. Dwight Privilege. Mm -hmm. That's gold. Right. Oh, okay. So what do yeah. we need to do to get you into the wrestling? We need to start you in a training regime. We need to yes. get you certified. What do we need to do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I come from a dance background and I was a physical theater performer. That's yeah. kind of before I started acting. That's what I did. Yeah. And uh, it was a, f- a company called the First Physical Theater Company in South Africa, which is still going. And we used to do jumps and lifts and flips and, you know, balancing on bricks and crazy stuff, kind of based on Deviate in, in London, which is like an industrial physical theater kind of um hardcore contemporary dance dance theater i mean you know Cirque du Soleil would be like the sort of very highbrow european influence version and then the lowbrow sort of people scrabbling around throwing things at each other and doing backflips that that would have been us talking about all the things you said there uh, about being i guess the term is like a multi-hyphenate or a multidisciplinary creative person yeah why is that important uh for artists to cultivate all these different skills when they're an artist for me it was a case of just seeing if i could do it you know like i was a dancer and then um i used to get stage fright whenever i had to say anything and so i just thought well i've got to get past this what do you do to say the things you want to say without having to be on stage oh screen so that's how i started just auditioning for screen stuff um and then you become an actor and and i had you know a lot of breaks like that and you sit around with actors and they just moan they bitch and moan about the script's not good enough and their agent's crap and they blah 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 and you just go i'm so sick and tired of this this is so boring and it's so repetitive if it's so damn easy to do better then how about we all try Mm. and i mean generally that's where you kind of separate from the 
others and 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 put your head down and and so when I we moved to New Zealand and I had a baby I kind of went well this would be the time uh I have sort of um, yeah it's sort of between the acting side of things you can't really leave a small child and you're like you've got lots of time because they're always napping or whatever so you <laughs> whatever babies do good parenting advice <laughs> Um, and so I started writing things and um, and you realize it's an absolute miracle that anybody ever gets anything made right. because there are so many elements in writing and then, you know, actually shooting and editing and, and, and coming away with something to show and go like, yeah, I, I made this. So, so for me, it's always a case of trying to just better yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more deadening than sitting around waiting for someone to call you with an audition. Ugh. You know, so 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 busyness uh, begets busyness, and so instead of you know when the acting comes, it's awesome, yeah. but in between you've got to keep busy. Otherwise, what are you doing? Yes, you said that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I remember you saying that your first audition in Vancouver was for Riverdale. Was that um, one of your first ones? It was my second audition, uh, actually in the room. Yeah, so I I got a call back on uh, Supernatural, and then. I went in for Riverdale, and honestly, I didn't know what the CW was. That's how long I've been in Riverdale. <laughs> I mean, in New Zealand, yeah. <laughs> uh, that other surreal place. And um, and so, yeah, you know, I was. I, I, they didn't even have lines for my character, so I just used some, some, you know, Hermione's lines and. <clears throat> The director, Lee Krieger, who I've just been shadowing on his pilot, which Deadly Class, which is shooting here as well. Um, he was just super fun to work with and he kind of went, okay, I want you to play this like Mrs. Danvers in the Hitchcock movie, Rebecca. And okay. you kind of go, wow, what a weird reference. This is awesome. I mean, a black and white movie. And, uh, and if you look it up, just, just um, you know, Google that. She is this very calm, like Britishy american um, uh, what do you call her? Like that, the the maid of the house, the the matriarch. No, no, she's kind of the the domestic kind of oh, worker, nanny. Oh, literal maid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's very kind of like uh, straight backed, and she has that voice where she's she's gently encouraging Rebecca, the new girlfriend, to throw herself from the window um, because she doesn't like her. And so you know, you just kind of go, oh, I I get I get it. And so we worked, I did that and then got a call back and then we worked for about an hour just trying lots of different things. And the next thing they said, okay, you've got it if you want it. And I kind of went, what is it? And they were like, well, it's a CW show. And I went, does that stand for Canada Wire? Yeah. What is, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that, that kind of ridiculousness. And what's been the reaction now that you came into this in this like CW world, this Riverdale world? How has that affected your career uh, and you yourself? Oh, um, I'm way more evil, obviously. <laughs> um, I get away with like a ton of stuff. Also, my child is very well behaved. <laughs> mm. She's like, I see what mom. He's like, I see what mommy's capable of. <laughs> okay, I'll clean my room. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 such a bizarre thing, isn't it? To kind of. Um, you know, it's that whole trust the crooked path thing. I was heading to LA and London all the time, and I ended up in Wellington, New Zealand. Right. And then by that stage, I kind of gone, oh, whatever, you know. And then, and then somehow you end up in Vancouver, and Riverdale happens, and you go, wow, that took 15 years longer than I was hoping, um, and went all over the place. And but I'm now in a, in a position where I'm like, great, I'm so happy. 
I'm not, you know, I don't take any of this for granted. And also, you know, um, Penelope was meant to be possibly like a possible recurring role, like maybe one or two or three episodes. And I ended up in, the, uh, I think, 11 of the 13. And then season two as well. And, you know, got some real crazy stuff coming up. <laughs> when you talk about 15 years uh, it taking longer than expected. Yeah. And you also talked about some actors like Bitch and Moan about, uh, yeah. oh, this isn't happening for me. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend for people to take control of their career? Exactly what we were talking about before. Get busy with other stuff. Stop mm. waiting for someone else to give you a break. Because so much of the stuff that you do get is mediocre. So do better. And, and, you know, especially now, everybody's got iPhones and any, any, anyone can write stuff. We all have access to all the stuff we need to make things. Um, and whether it's one little scene that you've been fantasizing about, there's nothing stopping you making that. And then you look at it and you go, yeah, that's pretty crap. But um, it's a starting point. I think I've read a quote. I, I did read a quote. I don't know who said it, though. I don't, I don't know if it's Toni Morrison or somebody else, but it was like, write the book you want to read. Or make yeah. the show you want to watch, the movie you want to see, the song you want to hear. Mm. Uh, how is that? Does that line up with perhaps the way you create content? And like, what do you think about it? Or do you, or you have a different ethos of how you create stuff? Um, I mean, I recently is it was it who the heck, heck was it? Beckett, someone said, uh, f- fail, fail, and then fail quickly, and then fail better, something like that. So just try, but f- and fail, and then fail better. Hmm. Um, so start somewhere, you know, and, and uh, I mean, I've always had a fire under my ass. Like I've always felt like I'm running out of time. Um, and so um, that's not necessarily a good thing, you know, so I'm, I'm never very relaxed, but I always have to be doing something and making something and feeling like my time here is not wasted. Um, which kind of makes me energetic, same as you. I mean, you're the same, right? Like, you recognize that kind of person from across the room. You're like, you're doing stuff. I can feel it. What are you up to? <laughs> Is that what it was like when I came up to yeah, you? Yeah, why do you think I said hi? You're like psycho alert. <laughs> no, no. I'm not scared of psychos. I am drawn to you're like psychos. My people, and my they are drawn people. to me. I think so. <laughs> Hello, tribe. I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we were like looking at some of your past work and there, uh, there was like a show called The What Whats oh I'm still on The What Whats I play but, a baby alien okay because yeah. I was like it says your voice is there and I'm like wait is she doing was it Dottie Watt oh what you ready I do say that <laughs> so you know you've got Penelope <laughs> and then you've got you've got Dottie Watt <sighs> yeah. so you know the range the range is uh, and then when you were speaking of the range so there was Vajazzle and then there was The Silk how yeah, do you decide what films. stories you want to tell? What are you drawing on when you're um, creating? Yeah, things that move me, you know, things that make you feel that buzz. When I read The Silk, I was instantly in tears. It's, I've got an obsession with what happens after we die. Like, is it really the end? It's, it's probably part of my feeling of always running out of time. Like, mm. is this really it or can we just continue? Because I really prefer to continue. Mm. Um, and so the theme within my work is um, The Silk is about a, a, a couple. It's a very, very famous uh, short story in New Zealand. And... Um, it's about a couple who've lived their lives together. He's dying. She makes uh, his laying out pajamas for his funeral out of this piece of silk they've been saving for 50 years. And it's their final uh, it's their final project together. It's kind of the fabric of their life being cut, you know. And and then the end has got the kind of twist where, well, I won't reveal it because it's on my, but, but th- that hints at perhaps it's not the end. And I'm going into a feature film based on, based on um, so I've written a feature film. 
yes. I've been working on for five years, which is now going into production, called Holy Days by the same author and yeah. dealing with the s similar themes. Um, so the Holy Days, the feature film, is about three ancient nuns who go on a road trip with an eight-year-old boy um, to find snow. And along the way, they, fi they, they, they find the answer to whether there is a heaven. And uh, so... Not based in Canada. Well, this? you know, it's a it's a New Zealand story, oh, yes. but right. it could be a co-production. Oh, because there are so many similarities, right? right? So, yeah. Have you read the book, or have you heard of the book "Many Lives, Many Masters" by Dr. Brian Weiss? No. I was studying yoga in India, mm -hmm. and the teacher said to me, "She's like, there's two books that I live by. You can heal your life by Louise Hay. Mm -hmm. Do you know that book? Yeah, yeah. Have you done the read the book? I have. Did you do the 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 exercises? No. Oh, nor did I. <laughs> I was like, this is too demanding. <laughs> it's our homework. Yeah. Tell me the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, solve my problems, Louise Hay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Dr. Brian White's easier read. Yeah. So she said those two books, and then when I was living in Mumbai, I always see those two books next to each other okay. on like shelves. So I finally bought it and I read the book and it changed my idea of what happens when we die yeah I'm not a religious person but I think it made me go oh maybe I'm a spiritual person yeah and it allowed me to not be afraid of death because I feel that whatever happens we can continue we'll build on what we did now so hopefully we did good in this life yeah. and then in the next life we can level yeah. up or if you're fucked up you're yeah. gonna be an animal or a cockroach or something and you gotta work your way up until we become a master mm. read that book when you read that book then we'll discuss further but yeah. I think that it um it does make me um, <clears throat> resonate with what you say, like we're running out of time. Mm. Or not even running out of time, but how are you using your time yeah, wisely? Yeah, use it, use it well. Because that's the resource yeah. you can't get back. You can get yeah. your money back. You can get something else back. Time, that's gone. Yeah. As we understand it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to think that time's not just a linear thing. I'm a big fan of Alan Watts and, you know, his kind of um, yeah. philosophizing. But, I mean, the way it's been described to me that kind of resonates with me is that we, we all get to the end of the of the fairground attraction of the, of the fun fair ride and we all go, again, again, you know, for all the ups and downs that, that we experience, that it's still worth starting again right. and going again on that ride. Let's talk about, um, I have a bunch of questions about inspiration and just like in the business. So I'm going to run through these with you. What is a person or a thing that you look to as a muse for inspiration? We touched on this a little bit, but is there a thing or a person that you're like? I mean, the one that pops right to mind now would be like Susan Sarandon. Oh, yeah? yeah. Why? Um, she's got this kind of glow going further into the whole, you know, running out of time and how do you do things well. Um, uh, yeah, you know, she's one of those people who's just like, she, she's got this incredible, like, timelessness about her and grace. She looks amazing. She's sexy. She's always been sexy. Um, you know, we all, want, we all want that. And, um, you know, she's just like, just do good things. And then you have, you have that, you know, I hate to say inner beauty, but inner beauty. Mm. And... Um, and I think she just looks like someone who's done it well, you know, and she continues to do it well. She's still a beautiful um, actress, like she still does really interesting projects, but she also goes around the world like helping incredibly worthwhile causes. Um, I like the relationships that she's had. They've been really interesting, the way she kind of moves into an, and out of relationships. Um, yeah, Susan Sarandon. What's a book that you would give someone as a gift? Um, there are so many books floating around at the moment, but one that I have given um, as a gift in the past is a an Australian book called uh, Mutant Message Down Under 
by Marlo Morgan. A lot of M's. Yeah, alliteration. And uh, it's a story of, it's a true story of a woman who um, studied Aboriginal culture in Australia. And as a reward, she was flown down um, to this very small out-of-the-way town in the outback. And she thought she was getting an award. But what they did was they took her on uh, on a walkabout. So a walkabout is literally where, you know, you just, you drop everything. You go, you leave all material things behind and you go. And you trust that you're going to be okay. And the story is absolutely mind-blowing. It's um, it's it's uh, it's a three-month adventure that she's convinced she will never come out of. Um, but everything that they need comes to them in some way. And by the time she comes back, of course, she's completely transformed. And it's I mean, this, the underlying message is that you need to trust um, that there are. If you if you are just still and and you let all the bits go, all the distractions and all the material crap go, that um, that there is there is definitely something that is, has got your back, and I, I do believe that. I'm not very good at keeping still. I do meditate, mm. um, but I definitely feel like something has got my back. I've been incredibly fortunate, and I'm, I'm a happy person. You know, I didn't don't think I started out that happy, but I've definitely got to, to where I wanted to be. What do you think attributed to getting to that place? Just really believing that I could be happy, you know. And, yeah. and um, you know, there's a lot of stuff about neuroplasticity out there at the moment. If you watch any TED Talk <clears throat> where, you know, just recently they thought, oh, well, you from a certain age, you don't learn anymore. Can't change your brain. And then mm. that's just changed. And people are like, you can totally change your brain. You can change it for the better or for the worse. So if you sit in your in your beliefs and you keep reinforcing those, that's what you will not only manifest, but you'll actually solidify in your brain. And then if you believe the good stuff as well, or you, you make a, a conscious effort to get towards the good stuff, and I've done a lot of therapy, like, you know, do the work. Mm. Um, then you can make your brain, you can, you can harden those, you can hardwire those networks as well to just be that person. You know, it, it's a Leonard, a Leonard Cohen thing. Be what you want to be. Um, act, like the, act the way you want to be and so you'll, soon you'll be the way you act. act Hopefully I won't become Penelope Blossom. Right. Yeah. You got to like <laughs> balance that out. Yeah, it's interesting. I saw a, um, when you talk about a TED Talk, I don't know what the, who the scientist was, but there was somebody who said um, uh, they had a test of water crystals. Do you know this yeah, test? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just when you're listening right now and if you're like, what are they talking about? It's um, the scientist had set up a, uh, one jar glass of water another one and one to one glass he would say I hate you and like mm-hmm. vitriolic statements mm-hmm. anger 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 mm-hmm. another one I love you and when they looked at the crystals like mm-hmm. the molecules under the water um, under the microscope rather the the loved ones were formed perfectly and whole, symmetrical and the hate ones yeah. were broken yeah. and then I think recently they did another test and I just saw this in my Facebook feed so you know I briefly read it and don't know all the details yeah. but it was like they did it again but with a, a, a jar of rice within mm-hmm. water and the love one was fine. The hate one uh, started to get moldy. And then the other one, like uh, the one that was ignored, ignored. So not mm-hmm. even addressing these issues was even in a worse state. Yeah. So I was like. Turned into like white flower, like the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Susan Powder? Do you remember her? Um, Stop the Insanity. She was like this fitness guru back in the 80s or like early 90s. And she said the three evils of society are refined white flour, refined white sugar, and refined white men. And I was like, I was a kid and I was like, oh. Let's watch out. <laughs> um, when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, yes. what is it that you do? You mentioned meditation, but... 
Oh, I have a wonderful friend called Laura. She's a therapist for teenagers here in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And she taught me a couple of things. She was like, okay, for one, when you're really losing it, like losing your shit and cannot get anything done when you're that kind of distracted, um, get an ice cube from the freezer and, um, well, hopefully from the freezer. Where else would you get it? (laughs) Idiot. Um, And not you, me. Um, And and then hold it as as tight as you can. Uh It's really fucking painful but it won't do you any damage and it gets your your focus like crystal clear uh, see how long you can hold it for just just count and that's one thing to like get and it's getting you out of your mind and into your body like that's the rule right get out of your mind into your body so the ice cube is one you'll see people who have the rubber bands around their wrists yes. and snap those little fuckers fight. yeah yeah like when you when you're getting the car i can't sit down i keep getting distracted blah 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 too much coffee love in love in love out of love whatever the hell it is snap snap the the rubber bands like constantly you might actually notice people you know in your office going no I think my team (laughs) (laughs) bring him 10 strong ones industrial (laughs) yeah and I mean the other ones are of course like get to nature get to a tree go sit with a tree that puts things in in perspective very quickly it's amazing you know and to have something to have a city like this where you can just do that Climb up in a tree and sit in it? No, just sit next to it. Oh, okay. let, let, let your back support, let, let it support your back. Oh, that's very yeah. poetic. Just and let it, it support you. Yeah, because, you know, trees, big roots. Mm. Been here a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you could have a giant billboard anywhere that said anything on it, what <laughs> would it say? Where would it be? And why that message? Smoke meth. Don't touch sugar. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could have given me some time to prepare. (laughs) First, you were like, the last guy was like, whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to rock you with these questions. Okay, smoke meth. Don't touch sugar. What do you think about medicate versus meditate? Because, like, I've thought, like, when we talk about uh, therapy and everything, I was like, ooh, do I want to take drugs to, like, even out my crazy? But I should, like, I know better. I should do yoga more often. What do you think about that? I think Steven Spielberg, again... Yeah. Uh, name drop but no, he didn't tell me this just read it somewhere uh, he was like uh, I think he said or somebody like that said like I take drugs but I was afraid that it would make me lose my edge my creative edge yeah but he's like no that doesn't happen oh but, he's like just take drugs yeah well I think he was like medical <laughs> drugs not like not smoke meth well you know I mean to go to drugs um, they, ha- they are actually proving more and more that magic mushrooms do actually stimulate your, ma- your mind to produce its own dopamine as in it can actually balance back out um, your so in terms of depression, really? the antidepressants only provide um, provide dopamine for the amount of time that you're taking them. Once you go off, you're off. You know, yeah. good luck. Um, whereas natural, you know, the same way cannabis is being um, is being legalized, there are natural. Uh, well, they're not drugs. They're they're uh, plants that actually do officially help people. However, to answer your question, of course, meditate. I, I n- never, I mean, almost never go to the doctor. Um, I'm a huge fan of acupuncture. Mm. And um, I, I'm also very healthy. I don't believe in flu jabs. I don't believe in any of that stuff. I mean, you don't know what, what is actually being introduced into your body with those sort of in- injections. Um, so yeah, yoga, breathing, meditation um i've never taken my i don't take my son to the doctor very often you know i just uh i think eat well just don't put rubbish in your body 
you know, and, I, and I'm no, I, damn, I know it's too Everything late. Everything you but just you know. said, I'm like, I know <laughs> Tomorrow's better, a new day, Zane. Yeah, just put the bottle of Coca-Cola away. Um, oh, I don't drink that. Yeah, no, that is no, like, That's you know, the one thing. Yeah, I, that's, I'm good like at, like I said, just smoke meth. And vodka. <laughs> Most smoke meth, I don't drink what, vodka. That's what's in this cup. Yeah. Um, somebody starting out in this business. Yeah. What would you recommend that they do? Perhaps advice you received and applied or didn't heed or advice you would just impart on somebody who wants to do this? Um, you know, the advice that always makes me laugh is if you can do anything, anything, anything else, do that. Mm. And if you can't, welcome to the family. And that's also what Shonda Rhimes said about writing. You know, it's a hard, it's a hard gig. Yeah. Um, when it's when it when it works, it's wonderful. It's very dangerous when it is wonderfully working because then you think that's real, and it's you know we're all living in fantasy. All the actors, all the people who create stories, living in a fantasy. So so then you're devastated when it's over. You know, so it's it's hard to it's hard to find balance as as a creative. But if you are going to do it, then um, do it in every way that you possibly can. So keep doing the courses, do the acting courses, go and do workshops on the weekend, do the improv, do the writing, write yourself stuff, perform yourself, perform your stuff, um, and always find joy with it. If it's not fun, don't do it. The mo- you know the day that it's not fun anymore, and and if you think you want to quit, quit. And see how you go, because I quit for a few years. I just went. This is this is not working, man. It doesn't want me. And uh, and during that time, I was like, well, what the hell else am I good for? Like, what else can I do? That's when I made the silk, um, with a lot of help. And it show it taught me, you know, a million things I didn't know before. It was incredibly humbling. And then when I kind of stumbled gr- gradually back into um, acting, I was a very different person. Um, probably a much better actor as well. So when you feel like you want to quit, just bloody quit. Stop talking about it. And you might find something that you go, this is way better than acting, screw acting. Or you may just do stuff that at some point you go, oh, I am good for other stuff and I can also act. What are you most excited about right now? Um, I'm excited about what's coming up on Riverdale. I've got some, some crazy and I'm always keen on the crazy, mm-hmm. as you well know. There's going to be a, a sharp turn of events uh, that no one sees coming, <laughs> least of all Cheryl. And, um, and that will go into the next half of the season with um, Penelope being quite different, like diametrically opposite to um, uh, Penelope season one. What I can tell you, there will be some... Um, there will be some robes involved and a little bit of mm, lipstick. Robes and lipstick. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of Natalie Bolt coming into this. Yeah, somehow I've got my way again. Score! <laughs> How can people connect with you, support you in all the crazy things, all the wondrous things that you're doing? How can they find you? Okay, I'm Nat Boltita. That's Nat 
Bolt with a double T um, on Instagram and and Twitter and uh, Facebook. And I try to be as interactive with people as I can be. Like you know, I, I dig my fans. They know that they can expect just you know a bit of a bit of Penelope, but a lot of crazy. From I really owe them because I'm also like the song wrecker. I really owe a bad track on a, my ukulele. I haven't done that for a while, and I know the fans are waiting. So you know, I'll get onto that and. Um, I'm directing a music video for local band The Strange, who are just absolutely dripping with talent and just too gorgeous to look at. Sometimes I have to look away from the camera. Um, and so I'm directing their music video, Doll of Torture, which um, we are shooting with the Riverdale team. So it's going to look absolutely beautiful. And with any luck, we'll have a couple of, well, at least one star also appearing on that local dancer, Michaela Nyland. Oh, you know, just mind blowing this young dancer. Is that Jane Coyle's daughter? That's right, your body. Um, so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're all going to be in the strange Doll of Torture music video that I'm directing. Um, my film with Ethan Hawke come out called 24 Hours to Live. Uh, it's on Ultra VOD and also stars Liam Cunningham from Game of Thrones and Paul Anderson from Peaky Blinders and The Revenant. And it's a crazy ass sort of, um, what's that film with Jason Statham uh, where they uh, um, where they they can't stop going? Uh, crank. It's crank. Crank. Yeah, Amy. What was her name? Yeah, yeah, her. Exactly. So, so. <laughs> Yeah, gorgeous, amazing, can't think of a surname. But um, yeah, so it's shot all over Cape Town and it's just this mad ass, just tr- high octane, slightly sci-fi. I play the doctor who gives him 24 hours to live because yes. that's so awesome. And uh, and just chase, shoot him up, just, you know, everything smashes and explodes. And it was actually, uh, um, the set, set designer was the same guy, Colin Gibson, who won the Academy Award for um, for Mad Max, Fury Road. Oh. So it's definitely not boring and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So yeah. many things. Yeah. That's an inspiration. You know, I really love that. Uh, I think the big takeaway for me, other than you being hilarious and kindred spirits, is that. Thank you, you too. <laughs> is that what you said about create your own work. Don't yeah. sit around waiting for someone to give the opportunity. Yeah, stop Go create checking your, own, your yeah. social. <laughs> you know, check it once, post some cool stuff, yeah. then go make something. Yes. That's the advice to live by. Thank you very much, Natalie. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here. I check it at least like 15 times. Okay, I'm going to tweet also, you. Also, I make stuff. <laughs> You're what? Also, I make stuff. Oh, I said stuff. nothing rude. Gee whiz, he's just waiting. <laughs> I said, I'm going to show you my pink bits. <laughs> right? Now I've got your attention. I already did, Vajazzle. Hello. Right. I've seen a lot <laughs> of Natalie Bolt. <laughs> too much, I know. <laughs> Is there too much? <laughs> Yeah, awesome. I think they can be too much. If you want to see the links to Natalie's short films, go to dailyhive.com. And you know that series we talked about making together, the lady wrestling burlesque one? If you actually want us to make that, hit me up at Zane Meg G on social and hit Natalie up as well. Uh, and while you're at it, rate and review this episode and please subscribe to the show. Thanks for listening to Chaotic Creative. <laughs>